Hi, this is Jackie Rom, and welcome to my weekly podcast, The Life of a Crime Novelist. So, welcome to my podcast. Today, I've got a really interesting guy. We met about 15 minutes ago, and we started chatting about what I do, writing crime novels, and he said to me, Oh, I could tell you some stories because he's been involved in quite a bit of crime. And I thought, hold on a minute, let's have a chat. So, uh, let me introduce you to Maka. Hi, Maka. Hello, you all right? I'm good. So, first of all, you know, I asked you how you got that name. Yeah. Tell me, how did you get that name, Maka? Well, I, I, to be honest, when I was younger, I didn't even realise my actual name was Macaulay because my mum has always called me Maka. So, ever since I was young... I've um, been been called uh, Maka. So when I was in class, when I was in school, uh, the teacher would call me by the register, and I'd, I just wouldn't answer. I'd, re- I'd refuse to answer by the name of Macaulay. So it was always Maka to me. So I, sometimes when people ask like, your name or your passport or ID. Smacker to me all the time, but that's Macaulay here. So, oh, yeah. Maybe you should change it, because <laughs> you can change your name, can't you, to yeah. any, anything you want. So, look, the big question is. Was she a fan of Home Alone? So she's got to be with that sort of name. Have you actually asked her why no. she named you that? I think it's more because they're Geordies. I think it's more of oh. that way. Yeah, I think they're like Geordies. It's just that sort of thing up there, ain't it? To yeah. me, yeah, I just don't use the name. So people listen to my podcast from all around the world. So we better tell you we're in England. Uh, we're in east of England. And Macca has a real... Typical Essex accent. <laughs> Do you think it's Essex? Yeah, it's, Essex boy. it's an Essex boy. Essex boy. So, so uh, what I want to do is I, I want to go back in your life and find out a little bit about it. But of course, when you told me kind of things you've been involved in, um, I asked you some questions and guessed the answers. So let's go back to school. So, when do you think you first remember being naughty? Day I stepped into that school building, getting told think... what to do. Oh, it's is that it? Someone telling me what to do, or so no, you better not do that. Or this, like, honestly, no, I do what I want. And I'm rebelling. I, I like rebelling. I find it funny. I, f- I find it quite fun to keep you on your toes, to keep you shouting. Interesting. So, so at what point at school you said I'm not doing this anymore? Did, I did didn't. You just... I, I enjoyed going every day. It's them that told me I won't come in no more. I enjoyed going with my mates and winding your teachers up. But is that why they want, didn't want you there anymore? Yeah, and plus I was, I was quite violent in school. So did you know, this This probably sounds strange question, but did you know that violence was wrong or did you enjoy the violence? I enjoyed it. I, I did it give it. you a thrill or did it make you feel I big? I didn't think people seem to hesitate to hit someone or to say something. I, I never understood that. That to me, I don't understand. To me... If I've got something to do or something to say, I'll just do it. And it, 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 it forms no emotion for me. It, it, it just gives me a smile. It gives me, like, makes you feel, you could say, powerful, strong. Uh, another question. Do you like animals? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Just sometimes. People... I've got, I feel more of a connection with an animal than I would with a human. That's really interesting because um, some when somebody is really evil they normally don't like animals as well oh really yeah so it shows you that it'd be really interesting to go back and find out where this anger comes from because normally anger comes from somewhere 
So, have you got mum and dad at home? Not at home, no. They're, they're, um, dad's, dad's a bit of a, as you say, a playboy, a bit of a nightmare. A bit of like, like, like the same sort of things. Isn't it funny? I just said to you. Yeah. I just said to you. It normally comes from somewhere. Yeah, I'd say so it's in the blood. I'd say it's definitely in like the blood. Uh, Do you see dad at all? Yeah, I still see dad. We speak more friends than father and son. You know, we're more like just pals. And is there? Do you look up to him? No. Oh, interesting. No. Did you at any point look yeah, up I to him? Yeah, I would have thought, yeah, that's my man, like, that's my daddy at the crowd around him in the pubs. He was the main, like, he was the boy. You see him walking, everyone knows Big Gav, like, everyone knew who he was. And that was amazing from when I was younger. You'd sit there and think, like, yeah, that's my dad. But now when you get older and you see things, it weren't really nothing to be proud of. Like, if you think that's something to be proud of, then you're doing something wrong. Like, there's more to life than looking up to something like that. And what point, so school, how old were you when you were said, uh, you're not coming back? Uh, I was year 10, so what's your type? I was 13. Okay, so 13, how did you feel? Did that make you more angry, not being allowed back at school? It did annoy me, yeah, because you felt, um, uh, what would you call it? Ostracised. Yeah, like, yeah, you'd be felt like some very, like, left out sort of thing or felt, like, victimised because a couple of my pals would get to stay there. Um, I understood it though because my, my grades were crap which I wish now now I'm older I wish I had more focused on school because nowadays grades are very important and I think being academic being smart is a very attractive thing and it will get you far in life and that's one how thing how old are you now? I'm 24 now okay that just gives people because obviously I can see you yeah. the listeners can't yeah, so they, they know so hold on let's go back to 13 so you can't go to school no uh, what did you do with your life? Well, they put me into, I went to numbers of different courses. So I did like a firefighting course, which were great fun. That they really, so they did try things with me. But, you know, again, it, you, you're, you're taking away, you're taking stuff that that's like what you grew up on. You grew up and you're doing the school, you went to classes. And I, see, I come out of that when I was young. So I didn't have discipline really there, you know. I was, what, they were how always, old were you when dad... Went Mum to jail. Dad. Uh, no. day, yeah, dad, hold on. Oh, oh, hold on. I didn't know that part. Hold oh. on. I come back. Come back. Come back. Dad was in your life till what age? Um. Oh, it was a very emotional. Uh, it was a very trauma. Like it was a very um, big breakup. Very a uh, lot went on. A, a lot happened. It wasn't an easy. Oh, they just had a split up. Like. And how old were you? Cool. That was when I was in primary school. So I was very young. Okay. Oh, I was very young. And then, what age were you when Dad went to prison? Um. Off the top of my head, I don't really know. I must have been at eight, I don't know, ten maybe. Did you understand? Were you told what he did? What, what? Yeah, yeah, I saw it all. I had to go out quick because, you know, people got taken away from me. Things happened. I saw a lot of things that you, you should probably say they shouldn't have saw. Um, and and I had no one to go, talk to. Did so. Dad go to prison because of those things you saw? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So a lot, a lot went on and... No one really to talk to, and it was literally just a survival. I say survival of the fittest. You got up, brought up quick, and and nobody offered you help. No, I don't tell you, it was someone that counselled and they sit there and tell you and they try to tell you about how to do your life better. I, I think all that stuff is very. Um, I, I say it's but, hold on, you're, but don't you think that you have figured out because we haven't got any further? But in a minute, you'll know he's completely changed his life. But you figured out what they would have told you 10 years ago, you figured it out now. But it's a man sitting there telling you how to do your life when you need 
maybe do them concepts or like I wouldn't say it's the greatest thing or you need to do to learn but if you're doing these things and you're thinking you're this that and the other or you're looking for a way out and trying you're in a bit of a muddle like you don't know where to go for a job or you don't know what to do then you got to open up you just got to look a bit more and it's there in front of you the, the good and the good and the bad uh, but I totally agree with you but it's taken you a long journey to figure that oh, one out I wouldn't out. want anyone to do the so let's journey. go back right so yeah. let's go back so you're 13 you've got no school to go to you're on different courses you've been taken away from your friends what was the uh, we know you got into drugs but because what happened then when you happened? get taken away everything they, you got a lot more freedom you're, you're a is lot that more, good or bad? I'd say it's bad at that age because you don't know what you're doing. You're reckless. You know, I'm 14 years old and I'm going into college that you get a lot more free time. You're a lot more... They give you a lot more trust, which I think you need discipline at that age. You need a... You need a format. You, you need to be told what to do sort of thing. You need to be in school. You do this. You, I was allowed to walk out down to town and I was meeting older people doing things and I grew up too quick, I'd say. Yep, I totally understand that. You grow up too too quick, and other people might say that's silly. It's not. You grow up too fast, and you you become ahead of yourself before it's. You know, you need to be. You you need to go through them last stages of when you're young. You need to go to school. You you need to do them things. You need to do your grades. You know, they're big life lessons that I never got to experience. So I went out, and I was just a. As as we'll get to, you know. So let's get to that then. So what is the first? Drug you ever took? First drug, uh, I don't know, party boy. I smoked a bit of weed, but weed never. Right, let's really. start there. Okay, so the first thing you did was a bit of weed. A bit of weed. Didn't Maybe like I, it. I liked cocaine. I love. I love sniffing. So now let's go back to the first time because I always find this fascinating. Yeah. Did somebody? Did you buy it or somebody offer it to you? The very. Offered do you remember the first time? I was, in, I was time? in the pub. I, I was in the pub and. How old were you? Sixteen, seventeen in a pub, and I was a bit of a bigger lad for my age. You know, stood out, like doing my thing. I was loud when I drink, and I had no remorse. And I hang around with older people, and cocaine was the thing. Sniffed the last bit of cocaine, and you know, you feel felt okay. powerful. Right, hold on a minute. That you went over that really quickly. So let me ask you this question. So somebody said to you, "I've got a line of coke. Come and share it with me." There's a white line wherever, and you have now got to. St- Snort this. How did you know the first time how to do I it? I see it on films and, it's, you know, it's you've seen it being done around me. So, you, it was like one of them, you saw your power, like your friend do it. So you got hold of it, you've done it, you know, and you get that first emotion. You can't lie. No, no, bit, no, go back. You've just sniffed it. How long yeah. does it take? But before you do that, you are going to be a bit nervous, you know. You're a bit, bit nervous. You know, this is a class A drug. You don't really know what you're doing. You're a young boy. You've had a couple of drinks and you're a lad in this term. You're, you're the boy. So you've done it. You feel like... Oh. So the first thing's to hit. It's like... Oh. How long does it take to hit? Oh, you get it straight to the back of your throat. You get a good gasp. You've got it in the back of your throat. You know. So you go a bit numb. But and then you'll get... You get all different feelings on it, you know. And is it a sense of power? Yeah, come out of there and you feel good. You've done up your shirt and you now, want to grab the next bit of totty next year, a nice little right. bird. And so, does it make you randy? 
I can get randy, I can get a little and bit... And does it always change? Can you get angry on it as well? Oh, very, very quick. So does it, so does it just heighten whatever emotion you're feeling? Yes. See, it can be a very feel-good drug, but that's the first time you take it. You'll have a good time, and that's no word to lie. You will have a good time. As long as you've got a good atmosphere and good people around you and a pub vibe, you're going to have a good time. But it's not always that high. After that, it, it sinks. It's a bad spiralling path. You've just entered the devil. You've just, as soon as you've done that and you've had that good time, after that, there's no going back. You're going to have a beer again and you're going to get another one and you're going to do it again and you're going to do it again and you're going to do it again. And then bad things are going to happen when you start doing it. And when you start doing it, you're going to find yourself in bad situations. And I don't care who you are, whoever's done that line will know exactly where it's coming from and what happens. And you either you stop doing it and... Okay, so was cocaine the only drug or did you go on to experiment no, I, more? No, I've just done... I've done, yeah, I've done pills and raves. Do you look, once you've done that cocaine, do you then look for other things that will give you a high? No, not really. Oh, interesting. Not really, no. That's if you're chasing something, if you're that sort of person. If you are like me, you just like to feel good, feel strong, numb in the face for having a good fight at the end of the night. So, so when did crime enter your life? So you're now... I've always been in crime. I've always been robbed from a shop. Oh. So when you were young, or say the first time you stole from a shop, yeah. did you know it was wrong, but it still wanted to do it? Or did yeah. you? Yeah, yeah I did. It was or, a... or was it, did you kind of give yourself permission to do it? Because if you I weren't going to tell me what to do, if you grabbed me at that shop door and told me to hand it back, I'd have fucking, I would have hit them. I would have just told you, tell me And what consequences to do. mean nothing? No, nothing scared me. You're not have you what been to in do. prison? Yeah. So, okay, so let's go on to that. How old were you? I was eight, 18. Oh, 18. So that's adults. You're tried as an adult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was for um, three of us out again in the town, three mates. Just just known for reckless violence, fighting. Um, I got done for an armed robbery. Um, okay, so let's go. When you say armed robbery, did you have a I shooter someone, on I was sniffed up one night. Someone in my house said, oh, he's like selling drugs. Felt like a good time at the time, got him in a car park, gone up behind him, got the blade, stuck it to him, um, refused just a few hits, and the camera would kick him in the head a few times and just took the bag. There's nothing in the fucking bag either. That's how bad it was, but that's because you just don't even think. You just get told one thing, and you're like, yeah. So, great, how good. old were you when you first started carrying the blade? I never really did. All right. I would have like more of a knuckle duster, I'd carry a bar with me, I'd more hit you with a bat. I'm not really one to... I'd poke, I'd poke you if I had it in me, if I had one on me, but that's normally one of my friends would have that or something. I'd, I'm normally one... I'd use a bottle or I'd use anything around me at the time. I'd just pick something up off the floor and hit you with it. OK, so we know you, in a way. OK, you've just set a, set a scene. So whether we now have this idea of you, so how did you go from that person who was... Uh, in, in in a way, it's and I don't mean this badly. It's like a cartoon bad Essex boy. Yeah. Do you know what, do you know what I mean? Yeah, you yeah, are yeah. epitome of everything that uh, we see as this good-looking, strong, angry lad. 
how did you go from that to clean, uh, driven, muscly, completely different character? So I went, I, I did go into my boxing, I thought boxing, this would be great. So I did a no, lot. No, that, you've gone too quickly. Hold on. So at one point, did you say, I can't carry on doing this? What no, made you really look to did. go boxing? It, um, did someone suggest it? Yeah, it was like, you should try to get into this and a few people were doing it and my friend was like producing shows and I thought, yeah, I'd love to get myself on there. Let's do it. I can have a row. I'm good with my hands. So I went into that and I did that. But that wasn't ever enough. I'd have a show. I'd get the big hyper adrenaline. I'd go in there. I'd knock them out in the first round. Never go longer than the first, second round. I'd win. So was it not big enough for nah. you? No. And then I'd go out and I'd want a big brawl. I'd want to fight with my hands. But I didn't like my hands being wrapped up either. I liked having my hands free. When I felt like you put gloves on my hand, I felt like you're taking something away from me. So I liked to use my bare fists. So I'd do that for a while, and then that just weren't enough, so I had enough of it to give it up and carry on doing what I was doing, no remorse. Got on to selling a lot of drugs from then on, so I was just selling all the drugs. I was doing hits for people, someone would say, look, I need this one done, or I need this person took out, so I'd go to the house and I'd uh, just hit to them or I'd do something to them that they would do and get paid for it that way. But I started to learn, I started seeing the people around me, and you know, my head started turning towards people that were successful in life and doing things in life and but you met a girl as well uh, that was the biggest change I was just say was that a catalyst yes like that it. was the that was the biggest change so I started getting really worn out sitting in the pub and being around the same crowd and doing the same thing week in week out and things started catching my eyes like to people that were doing really well I'd see this really big house and think how did they do that how did they get to that because you're not going to be able to do this forever and then I was out one day in a car and um, we uh, got pulled over and uh, there was drugs in the car. We all got arrested for it, all got taken in again. And it was that time and that point when they kept us in there for 24 hours in the cell. I think it was 23 and a half hours they left us in there for. And I thought, you know what? Fuck this, literally. Fuck this. Fuck yous locking that door. Fuck being here. This is, this is a low. I felt it was the lowest point of my life and I walked out that door and uh, my mum picked me up, took me home, and that and on. I was so pissed off at myself for, you really, that low in a stunk of prison, stink of jail, it's just fucking dirty. And I thought, this ain't me. And I literally just stopped the lot. And to stop the lot, it's not like you can just stop and walk out. You're still around them people and everything. So you've got to drop the lot. So I was getting a new phone. It was changing everything. And I moved out of that town and, that Did you do me. that all on your own? No, what made me see it was I met a beautiful girl. And it was very early on still with this girl, but her family everything were very successful and I wanted to better myself. I weren't bringing that life into them. I weren't bringing that life to her. I weren't bringing a beautiful, well-mannered, well-educated woman into a life that I've been living into and guided by. And so I knew that. I, I, I knew that. I, I'm not stupid. I knew what I was doing and I knew... What, what I was doing wrong in, but I just weren't changing it. So I did, and I focused myself, but I left my job at that time too, because the same thing and all, I don't like being told what to do. But I was driven that I could do it, and I got given a job to do for someone, uh, doing in a house, just renovating a house. And uh, I had the skills, I've done bits and bobs here and there, where I've been doing it for a couple of years, and I've done it, and now I've set my own company up. Um, 
I'm looking to go into college courses to, to pick up on things, evening schools to be better. I'll read a book at night to just academic myself. Uh, let me just let me just talk for a minute. Yeah. Um, I know it, you're only listening to us, but I cannot tell you just now the feeling I just had when you told me how you just turned your life around. It was it. It was palatable. I could feel it. It was really strong. And I don't know anything about auras or feelings or whatever, but it, I just now was like, oh, it was really, really powerful, your words. And I know you're going to do it. It's just, uh, there's absolutely yeah. no question well, about like, it. You can't sit there and people think, oh, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to do it. The only way you're going to do it is you've got to do it. You but there's a couple it. of things you just said. One, you said, I'm not stupid. You are far from stupid far you should never put that word in your vocabulary because you're not anything like that because you are far more intelligent than but i think you give yourself no, they'll say you're dyslexic or whatever i've been diagnosed with all that adhd i've been given that that's they're labels doctors. yeah that's just doctors yep. telling you something that's a get out clause that's a here's, yep. a here's a tablet here's this in court yep don't do it that don't mean nothing just look and be driven by something and do it and there's nothing stopping you from doing it and one door might shut on you, but another one soon by you is going to open up and you don't ever crumble. You just take your breath, listen to yourself. Don't do it. Think about everything you do. Think before you do something. If you do get that feeling again, just take a step back a minute. Look at everything you've got and achieved so far and just keep pushing that step forward. Don't ever step yourself back because then you are a mug. Keep forward. Just keep forward. Keep telling yourself you're not going to lose. You're a winner. You're a champion. Do you and know what? Keep going. I think you should be going into schools and talking to kids. I'd love to. I'd I think love I'm to. go. I'm going to. I don't know how you do that, but but children because you've been there and I and I and it's not that long ago. It is only 10, 11, 12 years ago, and I know in your life that's half your life. But you are very relevant. So if you went into school. I wonder, even if one boy listens to you and you change one life... I'd love that. that yeah, so, I, so anybody who's listening, anybody here that knows about going into schools and being a mentor with kids, please, please contact me at jackierom.com because I just think Macca would be brilliant because he's so passionate that these kids need to know... That anger doesn't get you anywhere. No, taking the world on won't get you anywhere. And I'd love to do I'd love to help any kid, any situation I can, I'd love to help them. And being, and you know, it's so attractive. It's so good to sit there and be able to read a book and be able to write a letter to a woman or to talk about, uh, or even just, just to have a GCSE. It's so good. And it is, you need that in your life. And it, it will just open so many more doors for you. Even if you haven't, it don't, it don't mean you're a failure. It don't. There, there is other doors. There is other ways. Uh, just you don't quit. Don't you think though? You have to be proud of yourself. You've got to be confident in yourself. You've got to look at yourself, and you've got to give yourself a good feeling, and you've got to be happy in yourself, confident in yourself, and you've got to accept everything. You've got to be willing to be heard, and, and willing to listen. Yeah, because that's hard to listen. Lots of people talk. But not a lot of people yeah, you, listen. You've got to see what hurt you've done around people and understand the things you've done. So we were talking about um, how you feel in yourself and how it's so important to feel good. 
and like be proud of what you're doing. But obviously, you might say, well, what about the things you've done? Or you might say, how can you be proud when you've done this? And other year, that's so true. But it's because you accept. It's because you understand. It's because you know what you've done and you've took it on and you've learned from it. And that's the main thing. When you know you've learned from something and you know you've accepted it and you've taken something out of it, then you can accept it and you can use it as a strength, not a weakness. I would never sit there and cry my sorrows and say, it's because of this, I've done this, because this, no. No, 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 that's weak. Make yourself strong. Use it as a strength. Use that, oh, my dad went to jail, my mum left me, or they hit me. Use it as a strength. It's not a weakness, that's a strength in life. You've been given something to drive yourself to do more better, to, to push yourself into better places, to you've got something that no one else has. Then, so it's not a weakness, that's a strength, and to- use it. 100% totally, use it. Totally, totally agree with you, totally. Um, I just want to thank you, because I think uh, that lots of people... Uh, lots of people, young people need to listen to this and hear what you've got to say and to learn from it and to know that you can turn your life from something really dark to something really light, which is what you've done. Yeah, and I'm, I can't wait to see because I'm still young and I'm going to have, I've got so many more doors opening up and I've got so many plans for myself and I'm excited to see what's going to come and I'm never going to fall back. And if I do, uh, I will always push myself to keep on going you know I'm never going to step myself back and I know there's going to be humps and bumps along the way but I'm willing to fight them with all the strengths and the stuff I've took on board from my life so I'm using them all as as a strength now and I know that we've only met but even I'm proud of you thank you I appreciate (laughs) that thank you it's lovely to meet you it's really good and uh, thank you for listening and uh, keep tuning in and keep listening thanks Maka thank you